Arizona. I want my new contract. But I like you. Yes, I like you, Jerry. My wife likes you. You're good to my wife. I will stay with you. That's, that's great. I'm very happy. Are you listening? Yes. That's what I'm going to do for you. God bless you, Jerry. But this is what you're going to do for me. You listen? Jerry? Yeah, well, well, what, what can I do for you, Rod? You just tell me what can I do for you. It's a very personal, very important thing. Hell, it's a family model. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Well, to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money. Before we get into our guest and before we, you know, talk about the wonderful Yankee inter-squad game, you know, I I am professional, so I did start the pod with the show me the money scene in Jerry Maguire and some some bum that lives in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, he's he's no longer a bum. He's gonna be paid very very. Handsomely, for the next twelve years, for over four hundred million dollars. Now, I may say that this is too premature because, sure, oh my God, he's had an amazing first three years. But, ding ding, what if I were to tell you that there was a guy in Kansas City? Who came out of the NFL scene dominant fashion? He got the Super Bowl. He got the MVP. He got the money. But then he killed it and was subpar with own, with never getting back to Super Bowl, being the title game king, the title of a future ESPN thirty for thirty. Dynasty, then carnage. Because in, 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 in reality, no one thinks that's possible. No one has said that. So, even the smartest football minds assume this is a win and he's just going to have continued success 
And you know what, guys? That's not reality. So, everybody, you just, you just might a little bit want to pump your brakes. Be realistic. You can't expect for him out of his next 12 years to win six Super Bowls. If anybody expects this, you know what? I'm going to have to say you're a moron. Wouldn't oh you agree God. with me? No, I agree. He's not going to resign. That, 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 if you're going by that, I agree with you. Of course, because the yo-yos, they're probably thinking unrealistically. You know, because they're so hyped over what he's done so far. Listen, I know that when we had Jay, and she said that the that that's all well and good. It's Mahomes season. And what's great about this deal is no ties to percent of the salary cap, which basically means this is a team-friendly deal. This is a team-friendly, although in fairness, they will have to, there is going to be a sacrifice. It's Chris Jones. We're going to be traded. Um, they're, they're stud. They're defensive. And so there's a bunch of so Jones will have to go. Kelsey, luckily, he's locked up. Luckily, Tyreek Hill is locked up. So, luckily, some of their key yeah, players Yeah, they're locked are up till 23 and 24. But yeah. when it's time, when it's time, is Mahomes going to want to restructure? That's what's going to make me think Mahomes is a good guy. Will he take from himself to have his team win? Right? If he does that, that's captain. That's fantastic. So that's what we'll have to see. If, if he's making 30 for those years, would he take 11 less? Would he take 9 less? And if he doesn't, one can fairly say, does he really want to win? Now, we'll, we'll talk more about this later. We're going to sim the first two minutes of this intra-squad game. Quick notes. Um, Clark Schmidt was fantastic. You have to yeah. be more impressed with Clark Schmidt over Jay Happ simply for the fact of who they faced. Okay? Clark Schmidt faced the Yankees. Alright? Jay Happ faced guys who are going to be on a taxi squad or in triple or double A. That's what. But Jay Happ looked fantastic. And until Tyro Estrada hit it 10 rows back in the left field seats, which so far is the only run in this game. And this is probably the last inning because it's six to six to nine o'clock. But um, you know, Glaber, even Glaber's hit. You know what is is the kind of hit that either would have been caught by the second baseman or or it would have been caught by any right fielder who runs wildly hard. And a play that happened just five minutes ago, Esteban Floreal was basically playing a right fielder and a center fielder. Because how far Florio tracked that ball was basically as if the center fielder was breaking right and the right fielder was breaking left and, and then one of them would, would have to be called off with whoever was first. But that's how much ground Florio covered. So, that, so that's pretty impressive. Um, you know, two minutes ago, Judge, even though it's an inter-squad game, he did ground into a double play. And an inning before that, Glaber bobbled an easily routine ground ball where if 
any average runner's running, he probably he probably beats that out. So it's 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 you know I get it. Oh, why are you picking at an injury squad game? It's just things you got to look at. You you can't have all positives. You know the pitchers looked very fantastic, and and the hitters just look like it was week one of spring training. Right 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 now they're looking how they are supposed to look. Um. So now we're gonna get into our guest. We will talk about this more later, but just some quick good notes. So second time for us, first time for the listeners. Maggie, how's it going? Going pretty good. How's it going for you guys? It's going. It's it's all right. Um, you know, we, we were just excited talking about how Mahomes boy got the bag, as the kids say. He got the bag, and I, for one, am very happy for Patrick Mahomes because I am a Patrick Mahomes fan. So I, I for one, am happy. I mean, on the other hand, he's kind of like salty, but you know, it is what it is. It's 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 not that I'm salty. It's just is it is it needed? Did he have to get paid this much now? Why not? Why not six at at one eighty? No. Did he really really need a ten year contract worth over four hundred million dollars? No, he didn't. So, are you there? I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. I think that's an int- yeah. That's an interesting um. That's an interesting deal. I mean, that's a we're talking about ten years. It's a long time. Um, with one team. I, I don't think I've ever heard of his situation, but um. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe midway in, he'll he'll start to kind of feel like maybe he should explore other options. Because that usually happens. They, they may sign a, a long-term deal like that and then say midway in, you know, maybe two, three years down the road, they may say, okay, let me test the market and see what else I can get. But um, congrats to him. Congrats yeah. to Patrick. Yeah, the, the, ki- the kind of contract he got is basically a baseball contract. You know, baseball's no- normally been the only sport to do that. Um, but it's 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 good for him. You know, he's he's guaranteed at least 140 million if if you know injuries pop up and whatnot. So, you know, if if a team wants to do it, I I'll, I'll never begrudge a player for doing it. But what also hurts now is because quarterbacks who are less than him see this kind of contract. Now they're gonna expect something like this, and that's 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 not gonna happen. A guy, a guy, a guy like Dak Prescott is is not gonna get this kind of contract. Never in a million years. Oh no! Oh, you know you're only saying that because you're a giant fan. Don't be slick. That's not true at all. I think Dak Prescott deserves his money. I think it's Sean Watt. Would you say this under oath? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's how I know you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, looking at the the details of this contract, Matt, and and this is something interesting that I just read, $503 million 
477 million in guaranteed mechanisms it gives the ability for Mahomes to have outs if the guaranteed me- mechanisms aren't exercised no trade clause this is basically a team friendly deal and no increase on the salary cap this is a, basically a what is a mechanism whatever whatever is in the contract that he doesn't feel is exercised he can always opt oh okay yeah, so it's usually like just another word for a clause. Yeah, and also he could earn an injury from protection to one hundred and one million dollars for Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Wow. So now, so so yeah, so now I have to ask you is that what's the we talked of this by listening for this contract that Mahomes got soccer what. You were breaking up a little bit, so I didn't really hear. Uh, but I'm assuming your question was, is that equivalent to a soccer yes. contract? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, well, when we talk about soccer and we talk about football, when we talk about football, that's what we're talking about, obviously, the global sport of soccer, because in Europe and in other countries outside of America, it's considered as football. And the contracts are very different from players who are playing here in America, North America, whether that's MLS, USL, um, or if you're on the women's side, the National Women's Soccer League, the contracts are very different. The contracts are a lot lower um, in terms of in terms of uh, salaries is concerned. So if, when we're talking something equivalent like that for Patrick, that's where we're going to look at what's happening in Europe. And even right now, this week alone, it's like the transfer window has started, so it's been pretty, pretty busy. And, you know, despite COVID and the global pandemic, um, there are still some transfers happening. One of the biggest transfers that's happening for the summer or at least what you know could happen within the next two to three weeks is Jaden Sancho making that move to um, possibly Manchester United or Chelsea, um, and, and that contract even what they're offering is anywhere between 150 euros. Um, so and his current club is not going to take anything less than you know 100 million roughly. So interesting and how how does the guaranteed money work work in soccer what's what's the most a club would guarantee a player so if we're going to talk from the north america side um for me like let's say mls for example um as far as the figures it really depends on the player and it depends on the club um, Alright, so let's let's choose Messi number. as as an example. If 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 Messi was twenty four years old, what kind of contract do you think he could get from a club? <laughs> the one that he currently has now, because even back then he was, you know, the goat pretty much. Um, so if we look at let's say Messi for example, and we're talking about the same age, and because it's it's Europe, so the the numbers are going to be quite up there. I would say probably for Messi at that time, I think he was 24, he could get anywhere from... I, I feel like they would pay... Maybe, I'd say the tops would be... Maybe 100. I'd say 100. 
Wow. I say 100 million. I'll give you an example. There's a player right now, um, 17 years old, who actually plays with Messi. Um, everyone's trying to get a hold of him. And to Fati, he is probably one of the only players that could really support Messi right now. Ooh. And he already has been doing it. And he's only 17. He's one of the youngest to join uh, the Barcelona team from the um, development side. Kid comes from Africa, and he is the hot topic as well, as Jaden Sancho. Everyone is trying to figure out, is Fati going to stay with Barcelona, or is he going to go to uh, Bundesliga, where Bundesliga is very great for development for players like himself, but he's already good, and he's only going to get better. He's playing with one of the greatest. And the question is, is Barcelona going to pay, you know, that, are they going to say, okay, let's offer him this amount to stay with us, or is he going to let a club out of Bundesliga offer him anywhere from 80 to 100 million just for that kid? And, and what's, the, what's the prime years for a soccer player? The prime years? Yeah. Like, like, what would be his best years? Oh, man. So, for a kid like this, because he's already 17, he's putting up amazing numbers. I, I would say by, like, 25, he's going to be unstoppable. Wow. Because if you give him anywhere between, if you give him anywhere between seven to, if you give him a good six to seven years, he's going to be that good. Well, I shouldn't say that good, that great. Jesus. Um, they do it soccer. Um, Messi is going to have a contract squabble right now. Ultimately, that you see Messi ending up. Um, I think for me, he's going to stay. I feel like he's going to stay at Barcelona. I feel like he still has about maybe, you know, maybe three years, three good years within him. He may say two. But I feel like he, he may end his career in Barcelona. I couldn't see him going anywhere else. I, I'm thinking that way too. And I'm looking at him. I'm looking at like how Barcelona would honestly wouldn't be as much without him. So I'm thinking he'd stay, but if he could leave, I mean, there's a lot of teams. I mean, there's a lot of teams that would look to sign the man. He and you, uh, Chelsea. There's a lot. That's true. There are a lot, but with his playing style, I can't see him. I couldn't see him going to the EPL to the English Premier League. I, I couldn't see that, and. The only other club, maybe outside of Barcelona, possibly Real Madrid, but even then, I couldn't see it. When I, I was growing up, I wasn't a big soccer fan, but the name I heard of that was going to be a star, and that was Freddie Adu, but it, oh, re- it really didn't turn out that way, right? And people were touting oh, him man. at 15-16, superstar, Pele, right? But... That didn't happen. So you you don't think that would happen to the seventeen year old at all? Absolutely not. Reason why? One, he's already playing in Europe. <laughs> Freddie was playing here in America. 
if I were Freddie's parent or relative, I wouldn't have even advised him to go professional that young, mainly because it was a marketing strategy. It was a whole marketing team for the U.S. It was a whole marketing idea that it worked for the U.S., and in the end, it hurt Freddie, because look at where Freddie is now. And it's not to say that he's a failure, but he's, what, 30, 31? And he's now, like, you know, trying to even get on a USL spot. He's trying to get on a USL club's spot. That's crazy. There's no way that at the age of 14, you're this big superstar, and this is where you are now? Uh-uh. Do you think... And when he went to Europe, he struggled. He struggled in Europe. He had a very hard time, you know, adjusting, and it, it, it was just sad. And it was sad. Do you think him and his parents were just kind of frozen by the money aspects and just was like, okay, let's do whatever it takes? I, I believe so. Um, Freddie actually comes from the same country as my mom. So, I, you know, obviously we're talking about a third world country. So, um, you know, and especially when you're in America and, and there's a great opportunity to to touch, right, like touch money and touch things that you've never even dreamed of or that you have dreamed of, but it may have been impossible to reach those goals. And, you know, of course, with what was presented, the parents, you know, the family felt like they had to do what was best. Um, but, you know, yeah, it, it, they definitely were kind of, I guess you could say, blinded by the money. On Google, it, said, it says his net worth is $12 million. Like I said, he, he has options. Um, he has options, but I think if he 
could either make another move to either re-sign with Chelsea or move to another club within the Premier League, he would be good, or unless he's offered something nice within Bundesliga. So maybe um, like Bayern Munich, he could be offered. He could be offered something great to play there. And if he's not offered anything good, then he might need to reconsider coming back to America and playing with MLS. Obviously, last time we talked, Liverpool was on his way to win the league. Now Liverpool has officially won the league. You know, yep. Nick was not letting me have it, but won the championship, so I celebrated like it was no business. What do you think they're going to do next year? All we do is win right now. We're, we're, we're winners right now. Who do I think would win next year? Yeah. Like, all I can say for my squad is this. 
We're only one championship tied. Only one championship behind Manu for the most championships in the entire community. We just won champions mm-hmm. like a year ago. We all and we just won the FA Cup not that long ago. We, we, this, this, this is real cool. This is a city of champions. This is championship city. This is a dynasty. This is a patriot dynasty we're about to have. Come on. But it's so much great talent out of the EPL that it's always hard for me to choose like my favorite club because I like each and every one of the clubs for different reasons. And one thing I will say is that is the one league that I follow faithfully because it's just, like I said, it's so much talent when you're talking about Liverpool and you're talking about United and you're talking about City and you're talking about Chelsea and Arsenal. I mean, and, and it's just so much talent. So um, it's, it's enjoyable for me, at least. Four 
we're five games in, and we don't hear, we have not heard about one person testing positive for COVID, which I find to be amazing. Um, so really figuring out that strategy to where, with what they did as far as contracts is concerned for players to play in the Challenge Cup, one of the clauses was that no matter whether the player decided to play in the tournament or not, it wouldn't affect their salaries and, and their pay, you know, during that time. And I feel like with MLS, that should have been an option also to say, well, okay, it's not mandatory, it's optional. You can choose to play. Um, for me, it's really talking to that player. If I know that my client um, has tested negative and they don't have COVID, I'm having a conversation where, okay, you're in good health, but it's really up to you if you want to play. By all means, I support you, and if you don't, I still support you. Because from the very beginning, health is everything. Health is everything. Um, and then also to just talking with the league to figure out how would that affect my client if they choose not to, you know, play. And so um, what you're going to see is there's a couple of clubs that more people are testing positive. And then you have certain clubs like um, Toronto, that's probably one of the smartest. They haven't even made a move yet. They keep postponing, and they're just watching to see what's going on because they're like, we're not leaving the borders of Canada to go into America if this is what's happening. And so, because they haven't really made a move yet, now you have another club that has decided to withdraw, and, and for, for a very good reason. Um, and I know there was another club that I was shocked even to find out that they had about five to six players that tested positive. So to me, at this point, um, and the tournament hasn't even started yet. That's what's so crazy to me. I, I'm, if I'm uh, Don, I, I think he may want to either call it off or he may just say, okay, players who, don't, who opt to not participate are not penalized for it. So that's the best advice that I could give on that. So for baseball, right? You gotta have two negative tests before you can play. Is is that the same for soccer? From what I was told, um, with some of my guys, um, and then even mainly for MLS, I think if you're being tested, I think it's once a week being tested. So I was not told about, uh, uh, there was no clause that mentioned that if it's one to two or three tests, then you have to, you know, either just not participate. I know once you test positive, they want you to quarantine for, you know, obviously 14 days. So if a player is already on the grounds of Orlando um, and you tested positive when you first got there, more than likely you've been quarantined and you're still going to, going to be in quarantine even when the tournament starts. So to me, it's it's just kind of crazy, and, and um, I don't I don't like it. Another thing that was kind of like that worried me from the very beginning was the location. I felt like choosing Orlando was so tricky because they have to keep in mind that the NBA players are also coming down there, and even though it's not necessarily the same exact place. One of the things I was told from a friend that's at, you know, that works for a World 
Disney explains how, <laughs> like, how the interactions is going to go because there is a section within the campus that the guys from, like, let's say the NBA and probably MLS will at some point come into contact with each other because of how the, that venue is where they're playing. What so, do you think would have been a better spot to have soccer games at, if, if not Orlando? Um, if not Orlando, man, that's that, that's a good question. I, I would have probably I would have probably gone to like Nashville or like Columbus, right? Kind of like how the women they they selected Utah, and everyone's like, why the heck did they go to Utah? But if you look at it. They haven't had any cases, so I, I would have selected a place like maybe Columbus or, you know, Nashville where the cases weren't as high, you know, the number of cases weren't um, as high as some of these other places because now it's just, it's madness, you know, it's madness. So that, that I, I probably would have done that or, you know, even Boston or something like that, I, I would have selected somewhere like that. You know, it was like case-free almost, where you probably had like 10 cases in total for the whole time during COVID. And uh, you hold, hold, I, I got one more. Um, And like baseball is doing 60 games in 66 days. How many days off are the soccer teams getting? So they're spacing it out with the way the tournament is. There's, I think there's about, what, a couple of days in between. There's some some teams that are playing that, you know, like let's say that first week, and then some are, you know, not playing the following week. So they have a, a good amount of time in between. Um, but I don't know, because we honestly have to wait and see. This is supposed to kick off in a couple of days. Um, you know, this week, and we just have to play it by ear and see what happens. Um, when, assuming, um, assuming the season starts, um, with the MLS, um, who do you think is a favorite to win this MLS back, um, back tournament? Hmm. Um, I, I really like, I like DC United. I, I feel like DC United camp is ready. Um, they're ready. I would probably say gotta go with one of the LA teams, like LAFC could be also uh, in there. And then um, well, since Dallas is no longer a part of it, um, I, I, you know, I, I'm a New Yorker, so it's it's in my nature to select New York teams. Um, so of course I'd say NYCFC.
saying um you know with baseball to let them personalize their cleats with a charity or BLM movement do you think soccer would consider okay. doing the same thing I like that idea for baseball um I think with soccer with especially MLS I think they should considering that of all the leagues um the MLS was one of the first to start you know that coalition for the black players, and I think really the whole movement and what that's about is working together with the MLS and working together with the with MLS Players Association. So I feel like if they're smart, they will work with the players to say, okay, we're supporting you to wear Black Lives Matter on your um, on your jersey or you know the cleats, and and that's also where depending on the um, boot deal that the players have. So if majority of them will always be between Nike, Adidas, and uh, Puma. And so I think between those two, and I know Adidas has actually started doing that already, where they have the uh, BLM on the sneakers, because I've seen a few um, even women players wearing them. So I think you know, Adidas is, is there. I'm not sure exactly as far as Nike what they're doing, but if I'm MLS, I'm going to definitely talk with the players from the coalition and figure out how can we, you know, do this during this time. So yes, I, I don't disagree. I think it's a good idea. I think it's something that they should have already had conversations about. And maybe this week we'll, we'll take a look into it. Now, you're looking at, you're looking, you know, 
you're looking at um, what's going on on the landscape of the entire world. Um, you heard that the president of the United States tweeted about Bubba Wallace, about him accusing him of making up this whole news thing. You're looking at the BLM marchments that are still going on, the protests that are still happening. When people, when you always hear people that tell people, oh, you need to just, you know, shut up and stick to your specific sport. I don't want to hear this. Um, I'm not here to listen to this. You're, you're ruining sports. When you hear that all over, how do you tell, how do you keep an athlete focused on whatever he wants to do to make change, but at the same time, to do not get caught up in the distractions of where everything that has been tweeted, not just from the president, but everyone who tells athletes to just shut up and play whatever sport that they're playing. Well, for starters, he's not my president. I didn't vote for him. He's not my president. That's one. Two, he's never had a president act like that. Never. Right? Three, I mean, to tell an athlete to just shut up and be an athlete, then a person like me, my response would be, well, then you need to just shut up and be a president. (laughs) And if you don't know how to do that, then you need to step down and let someone that is capable of doing it do it. And you need to just go back and run your business or whatever it was that you were doing before you became president. And outside of all of that, to tell an athlete that, um, I feel like, you know, any one of my guys, if they were ever going to do something like that, um, I'm never going to tell them to shut up and just, you know, follow his orders. No. Stand up for what you believe in. Stand up for what you believe in. Using your platform the right way is the key. In Bubba Wallace's case, years ago, I worked on a few campaigns for NASCAR. NASCAR was one of my clients. And as long as I've seen Bubba Wallace, he has always been vocal about diversity and equality amongst, you know, African-Americans, and he was already on the Black Lives Movement before all of this. This is just new to people that never paid attention. But he was always talking about this for years. And it's unfortunate the situation would have happened and how it's trying to be turned around as if it didn't happen and to make him look like the bad person. But I'm glad that he's standing up for what is right. And once again, when it comes to that guy that guy who just happened to pick up a space within the White House. Um, you know, I'm, he's doing the right thing by just ignoring him. Because to me, if I see something like that coming on my Twitter feed, that's just spam. So I'm I'm hitting the spam button like this, and this is spam. It's inappropriate. It's, it's, it's spam. Get it out of here. Get it out. Like, I'm, I'm recording the account. I don't want none of that energy. Just get it out of here. You know, and so I feel like for athletes, just keep standing up for yourself. You need your platform the right way. The one thing I'll say about Trump, he's always going to put himself first. So, and if, if you were to ask him, why do you speak on athletic stuff? He'll probably say, well, because I can. And because I'm the president of the United States, so who are you to tell me otherwise? And I'll, I'll just say this, and if, if you ultimately don't want to answer it, it's fine. But if you only have one vote for president, which you will, 
and it's the two choices of Donald Trump or Kanye West. Who are you voting for? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Wow. Is there any chance of you that puts your hate aside for Trump and vote for him over a guy who would have the beautifulest first lady ever? Yeah, that's, my only choice. that's your only two really choices. Two? Your only two choices. And I'm not voting. Wow. Oh. I'm not voting. Wow. I'm not voting because if I vote for if I vote for Kanye, I'm doomed. <laughs> or, or, or not even doomed. Like, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm screwed, right? I'm screwed. If I vote for Trump, I'm completely fucked. Yep. 
James, do you want to share your leanings? No. Oh, <laughs> come on, Maggie did it. Don't be, don't be scared. And no one's gonna judge you. It's all friends here. Hypothetically speaking, he could win or whatever, 
And then here comes Trump. It's still a backing, right? Because there's so much that happens behind the scenes that people don't even realize it. When someone argues with me that Kanye was only faking it, I said, let me tell you something. There was no way in hell that a man is willing to hug. The way Kanye hugged Trump was like Trump was, as if Trump was his long lost dad that he hadn't seen in years. He, he gave him the type of hug that a little boy gives his dad when he's small. And then, and then another thing that there is too is there's probably a, f- a small percentage of people that would vote for Kanye just because of who his wife is. Kim Kardashian oh has a very, very huge platform. It's all the idiot group. It's the group that they, you know, like I've told people, one of the greatest blessings for me was that I started my career in the music business. So I got to see any everything signed tons of NDAs and all of that right and I just remember seeing so many things and I'm like man if the masses knew and, and could see what I'm seeing they would be shocked they would be shocked and I tweeted about this a couple of days ago that people need to understand something about a lot of celebrities what they put out there in social and in media, they, they're, they're very good at selling themselves and knowing what's going to create noise, what's going to create news. So if I'm Kanye and I say I'm running for president, yes, that's going to make headlines. If my wife tweets it or she, she retweets it and supports me, that's going to make headlines. The whole thing can be a, 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 a strategy to help Trump get back in. Office, and most people are saying, Well, why would Kanye be a fan of, of Trump? And he's a black man and he's from the south side of Chicago, but guess what? He's in a different tax bracket from a majority of us. Yeah, so he doesn't care. Having Trump in office works in his favor, it doesn't work in you know for other people's favor, but it works in his favor. So, there's just so many man, we can go into it. But I'm going to just say this. I'm not voting for either one of those guys, period. And I'll say quickly before rapid fire, that's why where I work and the business that I do, that's where conservatives, because it's all about that money. It's all about business, it's all about revenue, it's about coming in. So it's like, well, you know, and then the other side, it's like, but, but. So that's why I'm independent. That's why I don't really have a... I, that's why I can't really give an honest answer. That's why I don't tip my hat on where I And there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, we're all entitled to our opinion. I've said it amongst plenty of people. I've said it amongst Kanye's best friend, who's a friend of mine. Like, your friend's an asshole, and you need to check your friend. Check him into, like, an actual mental institution and get him some help or figure something out, because the schools aren't all there. But, and we know this from, you know, obviously from the passing of his mom and everything in his life. You know, people may look at him and think it's good, but I'm like, you don't know what these people go through behind closed doors, and that's a person who's hurting. He can do everything and smile as many times as possible, but that is a man that, inside, he's hurting. School aren't, it's just not there, but I'm going to say this, you know, it's going to be very interesting come November, when it's time to vote. Yeah, election time is going to be very interesting. Yeah. I yeah, just know, I, I think, for this election, 
not just millennials, but I think the Gen Z is really going to come through because this is their first time to vote. A lot of them, this yeah, is their first time to vote. A lot of people looking to vote like old school, right? This is going to be like a... Yeah. This is going to be no, like, I but, but, but probably twice as 08, because the amount of Gen Z that you're going to see going out to the polls and voting, oh, yeah. we're going to go out. We just have to stay tuned. Right. Well, we will see, and we will all find out come election day, and we'll find out what this to this pandemic will be because I feel like there's a lot of political gain that we're not seeing behind the scenes. But let's wrap this up with a whole rapid fire. Hold on, hold on. Hey, the hell you? You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, you know what time Hell no. All right, go when ahead. Of it, 
those three are something to look at. And then maybe late September, early October, I would keep an eye out to see what else is happening. Now, between the two soccer teams in New York, because I know you're in New York at heart, who will finally bring an MLS championship to New York? Will it be the New York Red Bull that plays in Harrison, New Jersey, or NYCFC playing in Yankee Stadium? Man, I like both teams. I like both clubs a lot. But I am going to have to give this one to the Red Bulls. Mainly because, because, keep in mind um, the situation that has happened with Manchester City. And understand that their sister or brother club is NYCFC, which all falls under the City Football Group umbrella. And of course, there's a whole lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, off the pitch, that, you know, can't really get into. Um, oh, so yeah, those, I would have those, to Those it. levels, those yep. levels. I'd have to give it to Red Bulls. I agree, because that, that I, I totally, thank you for mentioning that, because I totally forgot with what's happening with City, where Man City affects NY City because of the partnership, and with their partnership, with, I know it doesn't affect the Yankees as much, because I know the Yankees own them. No, it's just the stadium that they use. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're like brother and sister, right? They're, the two yeah, clubs are yeah. brother and sister. They're owned under the same owner, so it's a whole big mess. And reputation is everything. But that's one thing that I tell people, you know, and we all know this, but that owner may be the owner, but now that's your reputation. So it's almost like, mm, I don't know if I want to deal with anything connected to city football group because I, even though Man yeah. City and NYCFC are good clubs. We don't like the owners or they're in some scandals. So we don't know if it's something we want to, you know, deal with. Okay. But, um, but NYCFC is a good club. Yeah, especially with that two-year, especially with that two-year ban that City's gonna get this year. So that's so that's nothing to keep an eye on. Um, another thing, sticking with the NFL, it's not gonna work. Um, and going to the NFL, um, Cam Newton signed before Cam Newton signed with the Patriots, and there was a list, and Nick hates this list, but I love bringing this to make to to make me feel better about myself. <laughs> Cam Newton was ranked the twentieth best quarterback. Do you think that Cam Newton is the 20th best quarterback going into the season? First of all, first of all, first of all, I love me Cam Newton. Cam Newton is my guy. Way to go. His his, his agent is one of my good friends. A couple of his staff, you know, his team, those are my people. So it's a personal. He's like family. Not just because he's family when I say he doesn't deserve to be number 20 on this list, but he is definitely top. I would not put him in a point. Cam Newton of quarterbacks? Can you name me 10 quarterbacks right now that's better than Cam Newton right now? Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Do you want me to keep going? Because that's just like seven. That's only six. That's only six. Listen, I'll, I'll give you Mahomes. 
I'll give you Mahomes. I'll give you Brady. I'll Lamar give you Wilson. Jackson. I'll, I'll, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is, you know, I'll give it to you, okay? And then I'll give you Rodgers and 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 Breeze. We can talk. But but when you say Deshaun Watson, stop. Carson Deshaun Wentz. Watson. He doesn't so play enough. Stop. Good. But how many of those quarterbacks? Well, besides Brady and Wilson, right? Like the obvious. How many of them were able to do what Cam has done by taking their, their team to the Super Bowl? I mean, CJ, you, know, you tried to hang on the rim and you got blocked. To take a club, like to take a team like the Panthers to the Super Bowl, and I was at that Super Bowl. I was at the playoff game. I was at the Super Bowl. Oh wow! Okay, but. Just to see James with his head down and like, 
Why? Why did the Cowboys have to win? Why? Why? soccer talk uh, I had to listen to uh, what what a perfect way and and then I'll tell you what James uh, if 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 you want to see Belichick wear that scarf you know what he'll do it if the Patriots win the Super Bowl so so we can get you what you want you want to see Bill with that scarf you know what then you should want the Patriots to win the Super Bowl yep that's true you know what you know what, you know what, you know what, we're just going to end rapid, rapid fire right there. <laughs> <laughs> I got him, I got him. <laughs> no, you said two more questions, so let's, let's do the last question after this one. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, yes. This is a personal, this is a personal question. Ooh. Not like that. <laughs> Confirmed, 
between the two, you may have time to pick another team. You might want to pick the Patriots. Oh my God! I'm just saying. Maggie, uh, Maggie is now my new new favorite. Maggie is fantastic. <laughs> Hey, it doesn't matter who the Patriots play, as long as they're in there. But, but what James really wants to see, James really wants to see Patriots Buccaneers. That's what James really wants to see. You know what? And when we were talking about the Patriots, and I was just thinking, I said, holy shit, I forgot. Tom Brady's not even on the Patriots anymore. So that's gonna be Come on, you would have Tom Brady Belichick. You you would have you would have at at Julian Edelman against Rob Gronkowski. You would have you would have Cam Newton against Brady. You you would have the final question. You would have who was it? Bill versus Tom. And we would get the answer around ten forty five PM East Coast. And that would be a high rating Super Bowl. Even people who hate the Patriots and Tom Brady, you will watch that game just to know the answer. Even if James were to say he wouldn't watch it, I know he would watch every single second of that game. That would probably be one of the highest rated, most watched games because we're talking about Tom Brady here. And we're talking about him playing against his former Absolutely. Because think about it, how boring would it be if it was, if it was, you know, 49ers Chiefs again? Come on, man. Nobody wants to see that. How, how, nobody wants to see that, alright? Mahomes is around, let's be honest, let's be honest. Mahomes is around for, for the next 10 years, at least, okay? So, Tom Brady... As much as people say he's going to keep playing, he's done within the next two, three years. So, let Brady have one last crack at it. Six is not enough. Six for the Patriots is not enough. I have not seen a Super Bowl victory since 2018, alright? I'm suffering. This is not, this is not This is not well, Maggie, you know, I I can hear you talk it all night, but, you know, it's around 10 o'clock, so I'm sure you got a big day tomorrow. I hope we'll talk again real soon. Yes, and thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. Thank no you, problem. Maggie. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. Ah, uh, not, not how you picture ending, huh, but, you know... You, you know, two days ago, you were like six foot eight. You were a phenom basketball player. You were, you were rising through the ranks. And between the last couple of days, man, you lost about six inches now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, 12 year olds can block you. Um, you, you're a has-been before you ever was. How, uh, how, how, how are you feeling there, buddy? You feeling all right there? Show's over. Show's over. Oh, that's how you're gonna end it. You're not. You're not even gonna answer the question, bud. Nah, show's over. We're done here. Alright, guys, this has been a great night. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. About 20 minutes ago, and I and I tweeted it out. 
A beautiful, beautiful picture of Caden Garrett Cole surfaced Instagram. It it hit Instagram first. So so if you haven't seen it, go on Amy Cole's Instagram and uh you see you see a picture of just Caden and then you see a picture of Caden, Garrett and Amy, really touching, and then Jessica Trout, um, who knows if the baby's out yet. But she just put three pictures of her being pregnant in a nice blue dress. Um, so, and, and, and listen, guys, th- this is what we do here at the sports, dude, you know. When when James tries to get cocky, you know, we uh, knock him down a couple pegs. And now he's acting like a six-year-old who's, you know, let's, let, let's face it, a, a little upset. A, a, a little upset, a little upset. And, and you want to know, you want to know why I had to make him upset, okay? Because, 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 because let's be real, let's be real, right? The conversation was mostly soccer. So, I'm not a big soccer fan. And, and, tomorrow, tomorrow, majority of the conversation is going to be about wrestling. So, that's why... That's why you should be happy about taking the cell. That's why you you you, know you should you know get down on your knees and beg me to take that up. All right. Listen, on that note, listen, we're done here. You had a good time. You're hanging on the rim too much, but you had a good time. Hey, I I I just scored forty points in forty five seconds. Why wouldn't I be hanging on the rim? Not only am I hanging on the rim, I'm hanging on the rim with one hand. And so ordering guys, food with, long, the, uh, with the other how hand. Yes, he is. Again, guys, we all know James wants to see a Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. No problem, Maggie. We definitely can't. We definitely can't wait to have you on again real soon. Yes, definitely. All right, guys. Well, you have a good evening. All right. Take care, guys. Take it easy.